Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. The Letdown Season 2 is about to kick off tonight on the ABC. It's the follow-up to the first comedy on Australian TV to really tackle modern motherhood with humour and heart. The first season managed to distill everything from the awkwardness of breastfeeding to the tensions that can exist in mothers' groups. Sarah Scheller and Alison Bell are the creators, writers, producers and directors of The Letdown and they're here in the studio. Welcome, ladies. <laughs> Thank you very much. All the way Thank from you. LA, escaping <laughs> yes. for a week. Um, now, you drew on inspiration from your own lives for this series. How old are your kids now, Sarah? My daughter is 10 and my son's nine. And how about you, Alex? And my son is five. Right. So my question, therefore, is... How do you manage to write so poignantly of this period in your life? Because for me, that first year is like a complete blur. (laughs) (laughs) Did you journal or how? I mean, you've got the detail right down. We had, look, there was some, there was some good timing that um, occurred when we were revising the pilot. We wrote a pilot, we sent it to the ABC. When they, when they came on board, I was eight months pregnant. So Sarah already had two kids and a lot of knowledge. Um, <laughs> I had no kids um, and a lot of but, research. But you were doing the research. Yes. You're like, I'll get pregnant to help with the writing yeah, of the show. Yeah, I said you have Very to have committed. a baby, Al, if you want to yeah. come in. Or you're out. You're out. Um, <laughs> so I did it. And the ABC jumped on board when I was eight months pregnant. So when we were revising the pilot, I was in the centre of it. Probably losing my sense of humour, but Sarah still <laughs> Sarah was slightly removed from it, so she still had the funny. Um, and and that's you know I think that really fed into th- th- those that's combined right. experiences really fed into that first. And I think series. the trauma is very etched in your memory. <laughs> there is <laughs> not hard to draw on it that. It is. It is. It's very close to the bone. This series. But everyone finds it so funny. Um, so is, you were just saying there, Ali, that it was kind of Sarah's perspective that allowed you to see the humour or were there ever moments where, you know, when the shit really hit the fan that you went, it's okay because this is going to be great content. Absolutely. It was, it, was a, it was very useful to be writing a comedy while I was going through it because, yeah, mm. if, if, I was just, if I was weeping over some mild trauma, um, either Sarah would then <laughs> reframe that as a, as a comic moment or I would actively do that after the tears. I would do exactly what you just said. So go, she would call I... me and cry about some traumatic experience. <laughs> okay, sorry, just, just grab my pen. Just, go, just And what exactly did you say yeah. to your partner? Like... <laughs> and what was and it And he like? did what? And you said what? <laughs> <laughs> That's why it works so well. Hmm. <laughs> and um, so you play Audrey in the series, mm-hmm. Ali. Uh, how do you come to that decision? Okay, we're writing this together and now casting yourself as that person because also I mean I'm not an actor but I imagine having lived through that trauma even though it's a comedy then you had to go and re-experience it again when you acted that part yeah look that that wasn't too hard um when Mm. we were when we were writing it I wasn't thinking about playing Audrey which was very useful I think in the writing, she was a she was a fictional character. That's she was right. A we didn't have anyone in in our heads, which kind of helped. Yeah, and then it was just kind of a practicality. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> I just got an email one day saying, "What about me, for Audrey?" <laughs> Rubbish. I got the email saying, "I think you should play Audrey," um, <laughs> and then I nervously played Audrey. But um, <laughs> but it was a you know the the pilot the making of the pilot was such a kind of a frantic 
wild experience that um, that it was it was sort of handy that I I, w- I was already across it. Um, it really in, was, yeah. It's it, a huge advantage. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. So it, it was weirdly inevitable, I think. And it's kind of interesting as well, um, given the process it takes to produce a show like this. And now you're in your second season. We're heading into, you know, just had the having the first birthday and moving on from there. Um, the interesting thing for me is to watch a show like this where my, my youngest is now turning five. And yet I see reflected in your show issues that were relevant when I had my kids and issues that I think are still relevant today. Like I kind of see what Audrey's struggling with and go, haven't things changed? Like aren't we supporting our mums better? Aren't we making childcare more accessible? Well, no and no. (laughs) (laughs) And we also get a lot of feedback from, from women that are in their 60s and just saying it just took me right back because it's the same experience. That's so interesting. It is. But I think, and that's also been one of the appeals of the show, I think, is that it's so universal that those those issues, you know, whether it's, um, because the, the, we, we talked a lot about with the first series, wanting to highlight the shifting relationships that a mother has, not necessarily just with a baby, but with her partner and with her mother. Um, and I think those things don't really change. It's it's not those aren't going to get easier in some ways unless you know no. men step up a bit more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is slowly getting better. Yeah. And it's interesting because um, this is not just being shown in Australia, is it? I mean, it's with Netflix now, That's right. so it's yeah. got an international audience. And in some ways, you'd think Australians are quite. Um, I don't want to say parochial, but we, we have our own culture. We have our way, own way of doing things. But this idea about it being a universal story, it's, it's obviously resonating elsewhere. Yeah, that's been really surprising. We, it has. We, ha- we didn't anticipate at all that, the, that our humour would land, you know, in other cultures. And, but that has seemed to have resonated as well as the, the you know, the, the trauma, the drama. <laughs> It really has, and I, and I know that Netflix, when we first spoke to them, were were not they, they were concerned that a, a lot of Australian comedies that they'd had so far hadn't really worked, and so they were really wanting an Australian comedy that would resonate in America, and so we were a little bit mindful of that. Al and I both mm. love a lot of really high-quality American <laughs> half-hour comedy, mm. and I think it influenced us a lot, and it probably did help, because um, we don't really write in that sort of Australian parochial parochial language. No, no, I mean, we're, we are specific and particular to Australia, but, but uh, you know, we've always got our eye on what, what's going on in the US and the UK and around the And also the what we're laughing at in the show is how you um, create these situations and these scenarios that resonate, but somehow you manage to make them in a way, um, like not to give much away because it's in the um, promo for the show, but the cake that's made for the first birthday party, that's kind of a situational that's joke right. that's not necessarily Australian, but every right. parent who's ever made a birthday cake yep. can understand how it can go horribly and wrong. Yeah. I will say that after Netflix came on board following the pilot, so they were on board from, from episode one of, the, of season one. We we were conscious of that. We we knew that the show was going to extend beyond Australia. So I think we yeah. did. We were sort of mindful of that. So we did want to make sure that it it would work in South Korea. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a lady Is from South Korea, South Korea. Uh, come up to me. Yeah. Really? Yes, <laughs> you did. You did, didn't you? Yes, so I did. Does that mean it's dubbed into other in languages as well? They subtitle they it subtitle. for all their other territories. Yeah. Some dub and some subtitle. Oh, it some depends dub. on the region. Some. some oh yeah. my I want goodness. to hear those dubs. You've got to see it. How funny would that be? <laughs> All of a sudden, you can speak Russian. And just the translations, like the letdown in German is milk bullets. <laughs> it's slightly more aggressive than we were going for. But... So funny. 
<laughs> and let the letdown, obviously, it's a play on words. Like, it means so much to us. Milk bell. I, I wonder if that's what they call the letdown. Milk bullets. Unless they've literally, they've just gone, I don't Literal know what this means. Okay, let's just call yeah. it milk bottle. Milk bullets, I should say. All right, well, let's talk about this, um, the next phase of the show. So you're moving into the first year after, which is often when people will come up to you or I go up to other people and say, congratulations, you made it through the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, was it easy to say, this is where we'll move on from? I mean, it was a bit of a cliffhanger at the last end of the last season mm. where Audrey finds out she's pregnant again and mm-hmm. moving to Adelaide and mm-hmm. all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. All the things. All the things. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a year by year account? I think people might need that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we, we, you know, we did we did talk a lot about when we should pick up the mm. series, um, but be, like as you said, one seems to be quite a milestone, um, and it's a nice starting point. In series two, we were really conscious because we we do still tell quite dark stories through series two, and we were quite conscious of balancing the light and the dark in the series. So starting with the first birthday party felt like a really nice celebratory, ridiculous, you know, hysterical moment to start with. (laughs) My favourite part was the hair. I've got to say, when I saw that, so there's this, I I am, spoiler alert, but there's a part where Audrey goes to get her hair done so she looks nice for the first birthday party and they make her look like a middle-aged matron and I was like, that's it's happened to all of us. Why all, is yeah. that? Just because we have... I don't know. When has I want body meant I want a helmet? Like it's, well, it's a she, common misconception. <laughs> but they wouldn't do it to a 20-year-old, I'm telling you now. It's, yeah, I've learned to, to never say just a little bit of spray. You no. Just don't, you don't go anywhere near the hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's those touches, though, that parents... It's surprising that, it, you know, you see that reflected so clearly in the program. Um, what is it like to balance the dark with the light? Because parenthood can be... It can take you to some really dark places mm. and so, uh, uh, places of great self-doubt that I think is really um, heartbreaking, but mm. it's a very common experience. I think for mm. us... It, this show was always going to be a comedy first. Like we always set up, we always set off to write a comedy, um, but we also wanted to always undercut that <laughs> the humour <laughs> yeah. with the dark side. So it's always we always a conscious. We always want to write jokes. We want it, we want it to be funny, um, but it's really important. It was always important for us to show the darker side um, as well. And that's absolutely the, the, what people remember and what resonates with people. Like we talk a lot about that scene on the bus from the pilot that everybody references. Um, yeah. Not only for our amazing performance, but just because everyone's felt that. Every mo- new mother has felt that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think it's just about telling the truth. Like, that was our other very clear agenda when we started writing this. It was to make people, hopefully make people laugh, but also to tell the truth, which we, we saw a real gap in the market for that. <laughs> yes, um, that's true. And the truth yeah. is as dark as it is funny. You know, I, th- I Yeah, I we think- never set out to idealise motherhood. We always wanted to show that it was complicated. Mm. And and for us, it's a, it's a we do we cop a bit of criticism sometimes about showing too much of the dark side, um, but <laughs> we we almost take it as a given that Audrey loves her her, her child, and you know, like it's just those mm. we know that there's those warm those amazing moments with motherhood. But that's we all did, we've seen. That's all for we've seen. So long, and so we felt a real responsibility to show the other side. And why should it, I hate how people can be honest about their experience and then say? But I really love my child. Or I'd never yes. give it up. Or one smile makes everything fine. People used to say that to me. And I love, like I say, I'm doing it now. But people used to say, oh, one smile and they're fine. And everything's okay. I'm like, 
really? <laughs> it's a pretty good smile, but still, like yeah. last night, one smile does not no. equate, does not rub all of that out, yeah. you know? So it's nice that you're not yeah. trying to excuse it. And that's I right. think that's why parents are so appreciative of it because they're like, yeah, like we can have a really shit day and then laugh about it and it's what life is, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I really uh, think is interesting as well, and I mentioned that before, was the um, story about childcare in this second season because Audrey's thinking about going back to work and she's trying to find a place for her child. You both work in an incredibly competitive, creative industry, not really known for its security in job security, <laughs> <laughs> set hours, you know, reg- stream of income, that kind of thing. How have you both managed this project and your creative lives while having your families? Well, I've been lucky that my kids have been at school, really, for most of it. Um, when I moved to the States, which was kind of when we started writing the series, yeah. I think, um, my my youngest was three, so then he was in daycare full-time. And daycare is actually better than school because you can leave yeah. them till six. Yeah. <laughs> school yes. is like three. And then in America yes. on Wednesdays, you've got to pick them up at one thirty. So it's just like what? crazy. Um, but no, I've had a pretty supportive husband. So when, you know, when I need to work or when I need to come to Australia or for big like shooting blocks or even this week, um, he really steps up. He's got an assistant that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. She does a lot of it. <laughs> he sent her to a parent-teacher interview once, which was appalling. <laughs> Um, but I think for I think for an actor it's been a little trickier, hasn't it? Yeah, because my partner is an actor and a writer as well. Um, so where our our schedules rarely um, work well together. But uh, I'm very lucky in that Johnny has been a primary carer for. Um, I, I was sort of the primary carer while working on the on the letdown in the early days when Augie was a newborn. But but. Johnny sort of took over that primary caring role when Augie was about two, and he hasn't stopped playing that role. I mean, he fits. We fit. In, we fit in his work where we can, but he's been extraordinary, extraordinary in giving up jobs so that I could, you know, make this show. He's been the wife. He has. I talk a lot about lowering lowering standards as well, yeah. which I do quite well. <laughs> you know, like if I have to get takeaway three nights a week because I'm working, I'll just do it. Yeah. You know, I won't. I won't beat myself up over it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> It is good. That's good. And um, in terms of the success of the show, which has been incredible, has that had an impact on your family life? Like, is it has it made it harder? Has it made it easier in a way? Because all of that work you put in in the early stages, where I imagine you weren't getting the feedback or the finances you needed, what's the impact been like? Oh, it's been a dream run, really. Like. We you know, been we, very we have to pinch ourselves sometimes because it was the first script we ever wrote. You know, the pilot was the yeah. first <laughs> bit of we didn't have final draft. I mean, it's insane. No, we didn't know what we were doing. We, we still don't format. I, think I started writing in Word. <laughs> Did you say you started writing in Word? What's wrong with that? Well, screenwriters well, aren't supposed to write scripts in Word. Oh, really? Okay. You meant to buy final draft. <laughs> right. Well, we're not judging you. Um, it's nice for my kids actually to see to you know see it on Netflix and you know. Like, it's just nice for them to, for, to validate all the work that we've done. Um, it's nice. <laughs> so they that actually see that awards. you have a job now. That's They're right. Like, Mummy's not just flying back to Australia. No. She's actually doing something. Yeah. <laughs> she sure they is. They tell all their friends that I've won two Oscars, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't corrected them. <laughs> and what are the awards that the show has won? Um, the pilot won Best Screenplay. Uh, the Actor Award for Best Screenplay, uh, best, yep, yeah, in 2016. Um, as being part of the comedy showroom. So each epi- each uh, episode 
Each show of that was like an episode. And then we won series, series one won Best Comedy. Last Another time. actor. Yeah. Yeah, well, so congratulations. Nice. <laughs> uh, it's, a fam- it's a fabulous show for so many reasons, but thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us about oh, thank it. Thank you oh, for having us. Thank you. That's Sarah Scheller and Alison Bell. They are the creators, writers, producers, and directors of The Letdown. And as I mentioned in the introduction, it's screening tonight on the ABC at 9 o'clock. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Elise Cooper and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.